I say, God is so good. And I just want to say, it's so good to have my wife back after 11 weeks. Amen. <laughs> 11 weeks of being out of church, and she won't get to stay with us because she's really not even supposed to be here. <laughs> so, so she's going to slip back out and go back home and be a good girl like she's supposed to be. <laughs> anyway, you just keep praying for her because I know that healing is going to be complete. Amen? Amen. I, I just know that is the case. <clears throat> well, this morning, I was working on a message. Well, actually, I was working on a message this week. And midstream yesterday, God changed the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we have to go back to the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we have to start over. All of us have a starting point and a stopping point. And there's a point of starting over. So if you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. I entitled this message this morning, Joseph in Jeopardy. <laughs> kind of like the Jeopardy game, you know, uh, on Jeopardy. It's kind of one of my favorite shows. And uh, Alex Trebek is going to be leaving the show sad but they're getting they're grooming somebody new for the show so um but anyway this has nothing to do with that i just like the show you know, i like to see who's gonna lose no no i want to see who's gonna win actually let's see who's stuck in the middle that's always me i'm always in the middle i have a cousin in pennsylvania his name is ed and that guy he can rattle off the answers faster than anybody I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, how is this possible? Nobody can have that much knowledge outside of God. And so anyway, let me, uh, let's just go to Genesis chapter 39, okay? And we're going to start reading there. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And he said to him, and the Lord made him, all that he did prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in the sight, and he served him. And he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had put into his hand. And it came to pass that the time that he had made overseer of his house, and over all that he had had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessings of the Lord was upon all that he had in his house. And in that field, and in, in, in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not aught that he had, save the bread which he did eat. Joseph was a godly person and well favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph 
And he said, and she said, lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, behold, my master wrought not that this is with me in the house. And he hath committed all that he hath in my hand. There is none greater in his house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph, day by day, and hearkened unto her to lie with her, or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do business. And there was no one man in the house there within. But she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out. And it came to pass that when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand, she and fled. She called unto the men of the house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in a Hebrew unto this house to mock us. He came to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled out of the house. And she laid up his garment by her until the Lord came home, in other words, the master. And she came and spake unto him according to thy words. And then you know the rest of the story that, that uh, she cried out to the master. The master comes and says, speaks to Joseph that he was, he was very angry and he, it enraged him that a guy that he trusted so well would do such a terrible thing and he cast him into prison. Now listen, when Joseph was cast into prison, things didn't go south for him. He still had favor with the Lord and the Lord, even in the prison, allowed him to prosper, allowed things to happen. Now, Joseph was a man who came through trials triumphantly. His brothers hated him, sold him into slavery for thir for 20 pieces of silver. Now that's a little hatred for your family, isn't it? When you ever, everybody says every family has a black sheep. There's a black sheep in the family. But that's not the case. I don't believe that. I believe that some, some family members do things to other family members that cause them to have odd with one another. He was imprisoned and ministered although he was innocent of all charges. We know this because she kept pursuing him. She kept wanting him to lie with him day by day. He provided food for the multitudes in times of famine. Look, I mean, he went and he built these barns so that the food would be stored up so that in the time of famine, people would be able to eat. Joseph is a reminder of Jesus. Jesus was rejected by his own. We, we see that in John 1, 10 through 12. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, and in his own had received him not. But as many as received him, he gave the power to become sons of God, even them that believed on his name. Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver, as we're told in Matthew 
26.15 And they said unto him, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him into your hands. Who is he talking about? He's talking about Judas. Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And he was one of, he was one of the 12. He was one of, one of Jesus' closest. Jesus was made faithful when he was tempted and he blessed the multitude. But these are the three points I want us to look at this morning. Because Joseph's story here is, is a very common story to, I believe, a lot of people even today. I believe that, that Joseph uh, had, a, had a good testimony. Joseph uh, knew how to, uh, Joseph knew what it was like to be tempted. And he knew what it was to come triumph. His master Potiphar saw that the Lord was with him. There was something different about Joseph. There was, there was only one answer. And that, and that was that God was with him. But the question this morning is, do others see a difference in you? How do people perceive you? What do people see when they, when they see you this morning? Joseph had a servant's heart. He served. Joseph was a, was a worker. And, and, and we're all called to be workers. We're all to be called laborers in the field. Joseph's work was consistent with his walk. See, so many times I believe that our walk is not consistent with our talk when we think when it comes to the word of God. Monday morning, uh, Monday afternoon, I was driving home from work. And as I was driving home, I saw a guy holding a sign, a, a big pink one too. I mean, you couldn't miss this thing. It says, family in need. Anything will help. God bless. And just as he was getting up, coming up to where I was, the light, it turned green. Well, I can't. I gotta go. I mean, there's people behind me, there's people in front. You know how you know how it is if you try to do something, people start laying on the horn and get all irate and angry. And I was on the phone with a friend of mine from Ocala anyway, so I was on the phone and and so I started going and, and I was telling him what I had just saw and and I took some pictures real quick of this guy and his family over to the side of the road on, his, on the corner. And, and so I was taking these pictures real quick and I, as I was driving. That's not a good idea. Don't do that. Don't do as I, don't do, as I do, okay? It's not good. So anyway, so as I'm starting to go, I'm talking to Robbie. I said, listen, pray for me. I think I'm going to go around and talk to this family. He's like, all right, I'm going to pray with you. So he prayed right then. So I had to drive down, do this big U-turn, come back around. And I stopped at this, used to be the old Payless shoe there on the corner, military and Lakeville Road. I get out of the car. I go up. And as I'm walking up the side, the guy had seen me. So he, he comes over to the side of the road. And, and, uh, and I said, hi, my name's Dave. I said, um, how can we help you? And he just said he was out there trying to get up some money to take care of his kids and his wife because he had been out of work for several months and his wife had been out of work as well. And I said, well, listen, let me take you and get you something to eat. He says, no, 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 we don't want to be in any trouble. And I'm like, 
No, it's no trouble. Let me let me take you across the street here and get you something to eat. So I took to the Miami subs over there. I haven't been there in like forever. And a blue moon has been years. So anyway, so I take him over there and the, the guy he's ordering two sandwiches, one for his two girls and one for him and his wife. And I and I insisted that they each get a sandwich of their own. And he's like, no, 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 we don't. I said, please, just get a sandwich. And so they did. They each got a sandwich of their own and, and a drink. And they sat down at the table and and um, the girls opened up their sandwiches and they, they started to eat. And as I was kind of just making small talk with the mom and dad, before I could even get into a conversation, but their sandwiches were gone. It's like somebody stuck a vacuum switch on their back and turned it on and they just sucked those sandwiches right down. I was, I was broken. I was like, these kids had to be really hungry. So I offered to take him across the street to get him some food from the El Bodegon. And he was like, well, no, you know, you've been nice, you've been very generous, you've been very kind, thank you, but you know, we're okay. And, and I said, no, really, let me, let, let's go over there. I said, so you can have food in your house for your kids. You know, I, I used the kid card. You gotta do that sometimes. And he kind of peered up a little and he said, well, that's very nice of you. He said, but we don't have any electric in our home right now. So it wouldn't do us any good to buy food that we could put in the refrigerator, it would just go bad. So I went over to El Bodegon and I bought a gift card. So I said, well, here's a gift card. You guys get what you need when you need to get it. And I thought, you did a good job. You know, that's never where it ends. Never pat yourself on the back with the Lord looking. Because it doesn't work well. So I'm driving home and I felt good about myself. So I called my wife and told her the situation and everything had taken place because she knew I had stopped, you know. And so, uh, and told her everything had taken place. She says, well, listen, I've saved up a little money. I want you to go back and see how much their light goes. I want you to pay their light bill. I said, are you crazy? <laughs> And I only said that once, you know. And so I felt really convicted then. So I turned around, went back and talked to them and said, listen, my wife insists that I have to throw the wife card in now. She insists that I pay your light bill. I said, so you can have a refrigerator so you can keep milk in your refrigerator and stuff like that for your kids. Use a kid card. So now I had to use the wife card and the kid card. So they were humble, and I called FPNL. You know, you know, they can turn your lights on and off and just, a, yeah, just like that. I had no idea. I thought they had to come to your house. They don't come to your house no more. They do it right from the office. It's amazing. Yep. So I paid their light bill, and before I left the parking lot, their lights were on, and I was talked to my friend Robbie who would, I had already been on the phone with previous and he said listen let's 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 take it a step further let's help them with the rent obviously they're going to be behind on their rent and they were and so he sent us money to the church and we took care of their rent plus a month so they would have a roof over their head and then we took it a step further I got him a job interview and he was hired so now he has a job. 
So God took care of all his this guy's problem in one book. The, the point is, he lost. He, they had lost faith. They had been saved at one time. They had been born again at one time. They had, but they had waved away from the church because of issues. She said it restored her faith in the church. Her question to me is: Her question to me was, what should, what, what, what is the interest in us? What, why do you want to help us? Joseph could have asked Potiphar, why do you want me in your house? Why do you want me to be in charge of your house? Well, we know why. Because God blessed him. God blessed Joseph and everything that he did. And so they were asking me, I said, and I just simply said to her, this is what Christians should do. I never told her I was a pastor. Never told him, never mentioned it. I just simply said, this is what Christians should do, helping one another. And so it wasn't until I paid their light bill that they find out I was a pastor, because when I called FPNL, FPNL was very nice. You know FPNL people are nice people? <laughs> I know when they turn their lights off, they're not good people. But when I called and talked to the lady on the phone and I said, I'm a pastor of a ministry, and I told her our church name, and we wanted to pay to get these people's lights on. They 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 waived the late fee, they waived the disconnect fee, and they waived all the late charge. All they had to do is pay their bill. And I thought that was awesome yeah. that they would do that. You know, because I was prepared that we were gonna have to pay it all. And they did that for them. See Joseph's work was consistent with his walk. Joseph's faithful service led to greater opportunities. Our faithfulness, our walk in the Lord Jesus Christ leads us into greater opportunities to win more people to the kingdom of God, to win people to Christ. Joseph was blessed and became a blessing Church, you can become a blessing to others as well as becoming a blessing to the kingdom of God. Joseph had a great story. He, I mean, I mean, he had a great setup. He could have done anything. If he just would have stayed out of the house when the master was gone and nobody else was in the house, he could have stayed outside. None of this would have happened. But see... The footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. You see, Joseph's master's wife tempted him. Not once, not twice, day by day, the scripture said. Day by day, she consistently wanted him to come and lay with her. But church, don't let this come as a shock to you, but temptation comes to us all. It is not sinful to be tempted. It is only a sin when you yield to the temptation. See, so many times we we get a we may get a bad thought, or we may have something that comes to us, and we're like, "Oh, I'm, I've sinned." You haven't sinned until you've yielded to it. Temptation 
can come from unexpected sources like your family, your closest friends, someone you go to church with. What? Pastor. Listen, everybody who goes to church is not a Christian. Temptation can be persistent and it's attack on us. Potiphar's wife kept after him day after day. We must be diligent in all time. We must be diligent about all the things that continually come at us and come come toward us. And we must, we must, church, we must keep staying steadfast in our walk with Jesus Christ. Remember, Christ gave you a way of escape through temptation. He made him a way to, so that you could avoid these things. We ought to avoid situations that increase temptation. Joseph should not have been with this temptress. Matter of fact, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 22, it says, abstain from all appearances of evil. Not some appearances, not a few appearances, but all appearances of evil. But you know what? Joseph does become triumphant. He does get some victory here. You see, Joseph was stripped of his clothes, but not of his character. You see, you have one thing in you that no one can take from you, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. No one can take Jesus from you. Only you can remove Jesus from your life. Steadfast integrity was more important to Joseph than a sexual interlude, if you will. Sometimes the best way to overcome temptation is to flee. Paul tells us actually in 1 Corinthians 6.18, Flee from fornication. Every sin that man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Therefore, my dearly beloved, free from adultery. So, so Christ, so Paul tells us what Jesus is talking about. To, we have to flee these things. We have to remove ourselves from the temptations that come our way. God provides grace. And a way of escape for every temptation. There have no temptation taken you but such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above what ye are able. But will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. That's what Paul tells us. Had Joseph yielded to the temptation... He probably would have remained a slave forever. But Joseph's integrity brought him to jail. But then it exalted him. You see, the Lord was with Joseph every step of the way. Church, in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus is with you every step of the way. He is with you in everything that you do. There's nothing that the Lord doesn't see. He sees all. 
The servant of God prospered him even when he was in prison. What the jailer found favor with him. In verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed Joseph, committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. Whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison locked not to anything that was under the hand. But because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord prospered. The Lord prospered him even in the prison. Why? Because he was faithful unto the Lord. He was dedicated unto the Lord. He did everything that God had instructed him to do. And the one thing that God wanted him to keep was his integrity. Because it was his integrity that allowed him to prosper. It was his integrity that allowed people to see that Jesus was in him. That all things were right in him. But this is what it comes to church. Will you be faithful whatever the cost may be? Will you be faithful to whatever the cost may be? You see, sometimes people don't realize this, but there can be a very heavy cost in walking with Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus said, people will hate him, they will also hate you. There are people walking around on this earth today that have walked away from the faith because they couldn't handle the pressure of what people were saying about them being a Christian. I've had many times and many experiences in my walk with the Lord where people would rather not associate with me because I'm a Jesus freak. Well, what kind of church are you? We're Pentecostal. Oh, you're one of those that jump over the pews and <laughs> on the chairs and you're, you start whipping your hair around and bobby pins start flying and, and you know, and all that stuff. You're tongue talkers. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's kind of us. <laughs> I said, you should come, man. That's the best time in the church. <laughs> I told you about when I was in the apostolic Pentecostal church one time when, when I went with my friend Leo and it was it was different it was different but church we can impact our community for Christ just with the integrity that we carry within ourselves and our walk with him you see our walk with him is important you see, we must have, church, we must have a relationship with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. We must have a relationship, church, that, that our life is based upon the principles of God. You see, this is all we have. This is all we have to... to to have our integrity with the Lord Jesus Christ because everything we read, we must believe. 
Church, I think there is a time in our life that we have to make decisions. We can no longer play church. We can no longer act like we are born again believers in the Lord Jesus Christ when we're not. There is a time in our life where we must make choices. Our choices are to serve Him or to walk away from Him. It's just that simple. You see, because the Word of God tells us there are going to be no lukewarm Christians in heaven. Matter of fact, the Word of God says when you get there, and you're going to say, oh, but I did this and I did that and I did this and I did that in your name. And Jesus is going to say, as he spews you out of his mouth, I know you not. Our heart must be at a point where we're ready to receive Christ and not just receive him, but to walk with him every single day. No matter how tough that walk may be. Nobody said being a Christian would be easy. Nobody said that the walk would be smooth. But I'm telling you, if you stay right on line with Christ, he will never abandon you. Matter of fact, his word even says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's not going to throw you to the curb and say, well, I've tried, but, you know, I give up now. Go see someone else. Maybe they can help you. I've sent many a people to other Christian counselors. People that I counseled for a very, very long time. And finally, I'd get to the point where I felt like I was casting my pearls before this line, so I'd send them to somebody else. Maybe somebody else could help them. Maybe I'm saying something wrong. I've had counselors actually call me back and say, I can't help them. I'm like, well, don't tell me. Tell God. <laughs> Some people just aren't trying to get the help they need. The help comes from the Lord. All of our help comes from the Lord. Everything that we have need of comes from the Lord. Amen. This morning as you bow your heads and close your eyes, as I pray this morning, 